Hello, and welcome to the All Saints Podcast. I'm Hugh Cole. Thank you for joining us this week. It's great to have you. As usual, we'll start this week with a sermon from the 10 a.m. service at All Saints Church Chevy Chase, followed by a sermon from the Family Table service. First up this week, we hear from our Associate Rector, Father B.J. Burker, with a sermon for Sunday, January 17th, 2021, entitled, Following Jesus. Jesus found Philip and said to him, Follow me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning to all of you here, and good morning to all of you at home or wherever you might be. It feels like it's been ages since I've been here with you, so Happy New Year, because I don't think I've been here since uh, 2021 has ushered in. I want to start this morning by asking a rather easy question. When you were a kid, do you have any heroes, any role models, people you looked up to and wanted to be like? I had several. One was Michael Jordan, and there was even, you know, the old um, commercial, Like Mike. I want to be like Mike. And I remember 10, 11, 12 years old playing basketball at the court, jumping from the free throw line and pretending to be Jordan, even though I could only jump this high and about that far. <laughs> Luke Skywalker was another one, and friends of mine and I, we'd find sticks in the backyard that instantly became lightsabers as we were Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, defeating Darth Vader and the evil empire. And when I was real young, I wanted to be like my father. If you uh, don't know, he does a lot of woodworking, building cabinets, tables, and things like that. And when I was really itty-bitty, I wanted to be like that until he introduced me to sanding, and then I gave that up forever. <laughs> Maybe you wanted to sing like Aretha Franklin, Frank Sinatra, Beyonce, invent like Thomas Edison, Steve Jobs, or others. Maybe you wanted to play sports like Carly Lloyd or Alex Ovechkin. We all have somebody that we look up to, want to imitate, and be like, don't we? And why? Well, because they have something that we probably don't. It might be a skill, an ability, a personality trait, a sense of humor, or some integrity, something like that, that we wish we had. And so we try our best to be like them. Our gospel story this morning is a pretty simple one. It's about two people who find a brand new role model who is far better than any of the people that I've mentioned thus far. Jesus shows up, he comes to Philip, and all he says is, Philip, follow me. And Philip gets up, finds his good friend Nathaniel, and says, Nathaniel, I found this guy, the one that Moses wrote about, the one the prophets wrote about. Come, see him. And Nathaniel, being the skeptic, which I just love, says, Jesus of Nazareth? Nothing good comes from Nazareth. We ain't getting the Messiah from there. And Philip just says, no, no, no. Come and see. I'll show you. And after just a brief conversation with Jesus, Nathaniel's mind is changed. His eyes are opened. His heart is opened. And from that day forward, their lives are totally changed. As Ed constantly reminds us, you don't meet Jesus and leave the same. You always are changed. And from this moment on, Philip and Nathaniel live totally different lives. Their entire lives are devoted to Jesus. They're with him as he preaches the Sermon on the Mount, as he tells his parables, as he gives us the commands from God. They're with him as he heals the sick, as he gives sight to the blind, as he feeds the five thousands, as he casts out demons, and even commands the wind, the waves, and the sea. 
They're with him at the Last Supper. They're with him at the foot of the cross. They're in the upper room when Jesus appears after his resurrection, and they watch as he ascends up into heaven and is covered by a cloud. But it doesn't stop there. We don't know what happened to Nathaniel after this story, but Philip, Christian tradition tells us, took the gospel to Phrygia, which I'm sure you've all been to before, um, as well as to Greece and to Syria. He became a lifelong missionary, a lifelong disciple. They saw Jesus. They saw him. And so even after he had departed from them, they spend time trying to be just like him. And they do this, like I said, by spending time getting to know him and trying to do everything he did. And this story, for whatever reason, reminds me of a scene in the movie Jaws, which, I'm, yeah, I saw Earl's face go, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's the most tender scene in the entire movie as Chief Brody sits at his dining room table stressed out from the turmoil that's happening and his son is sitting right next to him. And every time Brody takes a drink, his son takes a drink. When Brody puts his hands over his face, his son puts his hands over his face. When Brody folds his hands, so does his son. And when Brody finally notices this, he starts making scary faces at his son, which his res son responds in kind. He's with his father. His father loves him. He wants to be like his dad, even in something silly like mimicking his uh, funny faces. And it's the same with Philip and Nathaniel. They know who Jesus is. They know that Jesus loves him, them, and they love Jesus, and so they want to be like him, and they become disciples, lifelong disciples of Jesus. That is our calling, too, to be disciples of Jesus, to follow Jesus' footsteps, and to mimic him. In our world, it can seem like we need to do something innovative, crazy, brand new, with light shows, smoke, and all sorts of things. But that's not it at all. It's to follow Jesus. Charles Spurgeon, a great preacher from England, says, You are not called to go and carve a statue out of marble by the exercise of your own genius. If that were the task set before us, most of us would never accomplish it. You have only to go and write according to Christ's own example, to copy his letters, the upstrokes, the downstrokes, and to write exactly as he has written, tracing over the letters that he has already made. And you cannot serve him any better than to do that. Be like Jesus. Follow his example. But how do we do it? Well, just like Philip and Nathaniel. They spent time getting to know Jesus, and that's step one. Get to know Jesus. Spend time with him. Now, unlike Nathaniel and Philip, we can't walk around with Jesus for three years, hearing everything Jesus said, watching him do these things. But you know what? You can spend an awful lot of time with Jesus right here. And boy, that sounds cliche, but it is absolutely true. Now, I've got a big, thick Bible with lots of notes. I like this. Maybe that's not your cup of tea. You've got smaller ones that are a bit more accessible. There are others written at all sorts of different levels, and so whether you like to listen to audiobooks, whether you like pictures, whatever it is, don't be embarrassed. Spend time with Jesus. Get to know him. Figure out how he thinks, what he's going to say, how he treats people, who he spends time with, and then follow his example. And not only spend time with him, but listen to him. As you hear him give his sermons and his parables, 
Listen to what he says. Let his words teach, inform, and change your hearts. Listen to his sermons, his parables, his words of instructions, and then do it. Put it into practice. Listen to him. Third, I would say whatever is getting in the way of your relationship with Jesus, leave it behind. Drop it. Leave it behind. I don't know what Philip and Nathaniel were doing the day that Jesus showed up. I don't know if they were working, if they were fishing, if they were fixing something, doing their hobbies, reading. have no idea. Whatever it was, they left it behind and never went back. Never went back, whatever it was. And let's be honest, there's tons of stuff in our lives that get in the way of our relationship with Jesus. It could be pride, selfishness, anger, resentment, lust, our ideologies, our political assumptions, or just even how we spend our free time. Whatever it is, we need to drop it and leave it behind so that we can follow Jesus. And then finally, I would say, invite others to come and see. I love the exchange between Philip and Nathaniel. Philip says, Nathaniel, come and see this Jesus. And Nathaniel goes, uh, no. No, you're crazy. I'm not going... Jesus of Nazareth, you're nuts. But Nathaniel doesn't engage him in argument. He doesn't offer him proofs. He doesn't troll him on Twitter. He says, come and see. See for yourself. Meet this Jesus and you'll be amazed at what you see. That's evangelism. Inviting other people to come and just see Jesus and how good he is. And isn't that how all of you came to know and love Jesus? Didn't someone else invite you to come and see? My mother did that for me. And raising me as a kid, the Bible, Jesus, prayer, church, has always been a part of my life because she invited me to come and see from an early age. Once a month, I lead a Bible study for poor and struggling people here in the district. And I ask them this question. How do you, how did you come to know Jesus? And one uh, lady, she said that when she was a teenager, it was her sister her sister found Jesus and did this whole thing. Come, see Jesus. One man said when he was incarcerated, he would see every Sunday a group of men would put on their nicest shoes, find a button-down shirt, and go listen to a guy preach about Jesus. And they invited him, and he saw, and he said his life has never been the same. So spend time with Jesus. Listen to him. Drop whatever is getting in the way, and then come and invite other people to see who this Jesus is. And over time, we'll get to know Jesus, we'll learn to love Jesus more, and we'll want to be just like that. Another way of thinking about this is the old game Simon Says. Everybody played that? It's a silly game, right? You know, Simon Says, touch your head, Simon Says, pull your ears, and so on, right? How do you get good at that game? You get to listening, <laughs> and you watch Simon, right? And you get to know this Simon. My old pastor used to trick the kids in doing this. You know, Simon says, touch your ears. You know, that type of thing. But after a while, you get used to the patterns. You get used to doing it. And you get better and better at this game. Well, obviously, we're not called to play Simon Says. That would be a dumb religion. We're called, perhaps, to live. Jesus says. Jesus says, feed the poor. Jesus says, love your enemies. Jesus says, forgive those who hurt you. Jesus says, do not worry. Jesus says, trust me. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God. Jesus says, pray at all times. Jesus says, obey your heavenly Father. And Jesus says, love others the way I have loved you. 
That's our calling as disciples. And boy, is that not easy. You tried this? It's hard. Incredibly hard. But it's worth it. 110% worth it. One, because this makes other people's lives better. Anybody who met Jesus walked away better off. Anybody who met Philip, Nathaniel, Peter, Paul walked away better off because they brought the gospel of Jesus with them. And Jesus makes things better. When we are filled with the love of Christ, our goal is to make other people's lives better, holy, and good. And that's a cause worth getting behind. But second, where is Jesus leading? If we're following Jesus, certainly he's leading us somewhere. And isn't he leading us to heaven itself? To the pearly gates, the streets of gold, where there's no more sin, there's no more sorrow, and life is perfect. Yes, this might take us through rocky roads, up hills, down hills, through the cross, but on the other side is resurrection and life and glory everlasting. And perhaps even more than that, we get Jesus himself. In our text, in just John 1, we learn that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. He's the Son of God, the King of Israel, and the Son of Man. He's the Word made flesh, the life and the light of men. He was with God in the beginning, and he indeed is still God today. Through his death and resurrection, our Lord Jesus has saved the world from the powers of sin and death, and he is the one who loves you more deeply, passionately, and intimately than any other person on this planet. I can think of no one else I would rather spend eternity with than Jesus. And by following him, our reward is him himself. But if none of that convinces you, let me try something a bit more immediate and a bit more practical. And as you look around, doesn't the world seem awfully broken? I think I have seen that more in this past year than I ever have. As we've dealt with this pandemic, as we've seen acts of injustice, as unemployment has skyrocketed, as our children have struggled in schools, and now as we see the political and social turmoil that seems to rip our beautiful country apart, the world is broken, and the world needs disciples of Jesus. It needs disciples of Jesus. It needs people who follow Jesus to reach out in love and compassion and concern for those who are also broken and hurting. It needs people to follow Jesus who would live holy, righteous, and humble lives instead of the selfish and self-serving examples we see on the news day in and day out. It needs people inspired by Jesus' own spirit to bring his wisdom, his truth, and his light into this dark and broken world. Because the world needs Jesus, right? The world needs Jesus. As Father Ed proclaimed last week, Nothing is going to fix the mess we're in except Jesus. Nothing is going to fix this. It's not going to be new policies, better candidates, bigger rallies, more ads, or even a vaccine. The world needs Jesus. Republicans need Jesus. Democrats need Jesus. The rich, the poor, they need Jesus. Men, women, young, old, they need Jesus. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. If you have him already, you need him more. And if you don't, you need him now. Because nothing can fix this mess except Jesus, because only he can fix hearts, and only he can redeem the world. And we, as his disciples, have the beautiful privilege of bringing Christ's light 
love and hope to a world of darkness, hatred, and despair. So let's do the hard work. Let's be faithful disciples of Jesus. Let's be like Philip and Nathaniel and leave behind everything to run after our Lord. Let's bring the good news of Jesus into the world that so desperately needs some good news today. We're called to be disciples. We're called to follow Jesus. And I can think of nobody else worth following than him. Amen. And now, Father B.J. Burriker again with the children's homily. Good morning, everybody. It's Father B.J. here. I'm sure at this point you know that I really like games, and so I'd like to play a game with you that I think you know. Have any of you ever played Simon Says? I'm guessing you have. So why don't we get started? If you're sitting down, go ahead and stand up and get a little closer. Ha-ha, I got you, Simon didn't say. Ha-ha-ha. All right, you ready? Simon says, touch your ears. Simon says, touch your nose. Simon says, pat your head. Simon says, rub your tummy. Touch your ears, touch your nose, rub your head. Did I get you with any of those? Maybe, maybe not. I love this game, but there's a, a real uh, important key to being able to do well in this game, and that's following the leader, the person who is being Simon. You have to follow him or her, whoever it might be. In our gospel reading for today, we get the same type of thing. Jesus calls some of his disciples. First, he goes to a man named Philip, and he just walks up to Philip, who's doing whatever he's doing. We don't even know. And Jesus simply says, Philip, follow me. And what's Philip do? He gets up immediately, goes and grabs his brother Nathaniel, and then the two of them follow Jesus pretty much the rest of their lives. They're with Jesus as Jesus heals people, calms storms, celebrates the Lord's Supper, and even when Jesus goes to the cross and dies and then rises again so that we might be forgiven. They follow him all throughout. And then even after Jesus ascends into heaven, our Christian tradition tells us that Philip continued as a missionary, telling people about Jesus in Greece, in Syria, and even beyond. He followed Jesus with the rest of his life. He knew Jesus, got to spend time with Jesus, and followed him. And that's the message for us, too. Here today, Jesus comes to us, wherever we are, whether we're playing Simon Says, doing stuff with our family, or watching TV. And Jesus says, hey, you, come, follow me. Come get to know me and follow me. Now, Unlike Philip, we don't have Jesus walking in front of us, talking to us directly, eating with us at the table. But you know what? We can get to know Jesus just the same. And we can do that by coming to Jesus in the Bible. Now, I have a big, thick, fat Bible with lots and lots of words in it. And I like this one quite a bit. It was actually given to me by my bishop. But you might have one that's a bit more for you that's easier to understand. Like our Jesus Storybook Bible that we use a lot here at the church. Or... There's one, this one sounds exciting, the Action Adventure Bible. There's lots of Bibles, but the important thing is, is this is where Jesus gets to speak to you and how you get to know Jesus. And as you go through and you see Jesus heal people, calm storms, die and rise again, you'll get to learn that Jesus loved 
and forgave people. You'll get to see that Jesus spent lots of time in prayer. And you'll see that Jesus obeyed his heavenly father. And that's exactly how we follow Jesus too. By loving and forgiving people the way Jesus did. By going to our heavenly father because he's your heavenly father just as much as he was Jesus's. And going to him in prayer. And by obeying everything that he says. Because that's good. So let me encourage you wherever you are. Pick up a Bible. Read it with your parents. Get to know Jesus. And then follow him. Because ultimately, he will lead you straight to the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the All Saints Podcast. To download future episodes automatically, you can subscribe and have the episodes delivered to you each week by going to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and clicking subscribe. And if you've liked the podcast so far, we would really appreciate it if you took a few minutes to give us a rating. As always, please be well, stay safe, and God bless.